0: Hello, and welcome to Rank Advertiser podcast, where we inspire, enlighten and empower every single listener today. Today, I have a special guest for you, Patrice Bocako, who is an expert in recruiting. She'll be talking to us about the biases in the workplace and how you can surmount them without further ado. I will introduce Patrice in a little bit but for those of you who are wanting to connect with Patrice make sure to connect with her on LinkedIn. So Patrice, we're talking about a topic that's quite interesting, biases in the workplace. So once you hear those words, what does come to mind?
1: Well, um first of all I was very very excited when you mentioned that today that will be the topic because I think it's very important for uh, people to be aware of these biases that happen in the workplace. And especially when we're talking about bias, um, what comes to my mind is two type of biases, right? Uh, we have unconscious bias and by, you know, just conscious bias in the workplace. And so I think probably later on during this podcast, we will Probably dive in more deeper into what is unconscious bias, and then we can also go ahead and talk a little bit more about um, just general biases, something that is conscious bias in the workplace as well. So yeah,
0: great. And in terms of uh, in terms of as I, as I think about bias, let's let's first of all describe this word because some some of the viewers who are watching us right now. They hear these words all the time, bias in marketing, bias in this, bias in that. And as we are speaking about it in the context of the workplace, what does bias mean? Once, once you hear the term bias, uh, how would you describe it to our, our listener?
1: Yeah, so the, the word bias, obviously we get double, right? Bias, dual. Um, it's uh, originally from the Latin uh, word. And when we talk about bias, it's just like someone who have a double reaction into two situation or two people or two things, right? For instance, a good example would be I am biased toward, you know, chicken, for instance, eating chicken, right? And that can just simply means that the way that I, because I might like the chicken I will see directly eating chicken is more healthy or, um, I don't like chicken in general. So any chicken that you bring, it's going to be health. So that's pretty much biases having some other ta where you are reacting into a situation or a person in the both ways.
0: I see. Wow. That's, that is, uh, that is a great way to start. There you go. We have our definition of bias and. As, as people go to the workplace, we all at some point worked for a business, worked for an enterprise. As you work in as a recruiter and and you have the experience of managing people and hiring people, in your experience, uh, what have you seen that if you can give us some few examples of biases in the workplace that you have seen? are happening to other people or that you've noticed in your experience at work?
1: Yeah, so that's a very, very good question. I would say that in the workplace, it's usually where we see a lot of biases happening. And um, I would give an example, a simple example, um, especially in the recruiting space and management. That's where also we see those biases occurring. Um, And a good example can be, you know, I am... There is a company that wants to hire only black, right? Black hire. And so therefore, anybody who is coming to apply into the company, we have some type of biases against them. Like we favor specifically black people in the workplace than maybe a Caucasian applicant or a Latina or Latino applicant. So that's pretty much how those biases happenings or it can be a manager who is friend with one of the co and each time that there is a promotion or each time that there is something good going on in the company, that manager will have uh, per se the, will have the easy way of approaching the person that they like or they are friend with and favor them against other employees. So That's how we can see those examples can play into the workplace as well.
0: As well. Okay, that is a great example, as you put it. And just to clear the the road as we're going, is biases uh, healthy in the workplace?
1: So I would say definitely bias is not good. Either unconscious bias or conscious bias both biases, it's not good in the workplace. And all you can do is just de- damage people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, cause for a manager or for a recruiter to do your work well, you need to get rid of biases in order to be successful. That's probably what I would say regarding biases.
0: Perfect. And as, as an expert who've been, who learned about that topic and who worked for a, a good company, Microsoft, and I know that Microsoft is a company that really work hard to integrate and also to value diversity across across team and Microsoft has done an amazing job i've i've uh, I've been there I've worked on campus as well with other Microsoft employee and it's 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 amazing the work that the recruiting team does and my question is uh how do you Uh, train at a recruiter hall? How do you train your people not to fall into unconscious or conscious bias in order to create such a great environment like Microsoft?
1: Yeah, I think um, I would want to be very careful to say that, like you said, Microsoft is a very great place to work for. Um, But generally speaking, First thing first that you want to do into your employees is to make them be aware of the issue. Right. Um, like uh, I, I love there is uh, a famous quote that said in order to treat a illness, you need to know the illness. Right. And so having the employee be conscious of do they even have biases um, or conscience bias want a conscience bias, into their everyday doing, right? That's the first step to do. Um, and then from there, if it's unconscious bias, maybe reviewing what are the actions or what are some of the things that I have done in the past that makes me fell into the category of someone who have biases. If it's conscious bias, obviously, um, maybe getting that person, maybe get some trainings, and see if that person has a willingness to learn and to change their everyday journey.
0: Perfect. And what are the differences between these two words, unconscious bias and conscious bias? Because some people might be watching and say, like, those words are so big. <laughs> Can you guys break it down for us so we we grasp the meaning of what you're saying? So why would you tell our listener who are wondering between the difference of those two words?
1: Yeah. So, um, the difference of about those two words, I would say conscious bias. And once again, I'm going to just repeat into my own words to make it a little bit more easier for all of you guys listening to us. Conscious bias. It's when you are aware of your actions that I am doing this because I choose to do so. So a good example would be a parent who have two kids and willingly. Knowing that she or he loves one child over the other child and they will be acting, um, their action will be based on the love that they have for, uh, child A versus to child B. That's what we call conscious bias. And that can be also in the workplace. And I will give a very good uh, example regarding the workplace would be. Like I said earlier, that a manager who favors one worker versus the other one because they like that one person more than the other one, right?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then unconscious bias, it's where we are not aware that we have biases. And so it can just be you have negative behavior or you have some type of favor, favoritism, You just favor something to another or you act in a certain way, uh, but you are not aware of your action or you are not aware of your habit or, or the choices that you make. So that would be unconscious bias. So those are the difference of between those two words. Conscious means you are aware, you're doing things willingly, and then unconscious, you are not aware, and you are doing things without knowing. So that's pretty much it. That's
0: pretty much it. Great. And sometimes on the podcast, we have some uh, entrepreneurs and, and managers who come or who listen to us. And for those who are struggling with that, you know, they're trying to, uh, they want to create a great culture in within their teams. But they're struggling with, with that. What are some of the, the advice that you would give to them in order to, to surmount those biases?
1: Yeah. Glory, that's uh, a very good question, too. Um, what I would say is, depending on if are you the one carrying the unconscious or conscious bias, or... Are you the one who is aware of this topic and you're trying to share with your work, your people that you're working with? So I will start with the first scenario. If you are the one who is carrying the conscious bias or unconscious bias, I would highly recommend that you take trainings. First of all, being aware of the two definitions like we define it here. Is it something that you are aware of your um, biases or you are not aware of your biases? And if you are, highly recommend to take trainings on biases. I know that in my workplace at Microsoft, it is very highly recommend that we all employees take the biases um, training. And I know that a lot of great company would offer that as well. And if they don't offer those classes or those training in your company, go above and behind. Because the the great thing about us human, we can always learn, right? We learn new things every every day. We are able to change and adapt to situation. I would say, put yourself out there. Try to find other company or other courses that offers training or classes on biases. Mm -hmm. And if it's you are in a point where you are a manager and you are dealing with a team that have biases, I would also highly recommend maybe exposing your team into learning about this topic and then going the same way, like helping them to understand, do they carry those biases? And if they do or, you know, unknowingly or knowingly, to definitely take the trainings and then um, definitely move forward to not acting like that or carrying those biases anymore.
0: Perfect. Uh, What are some other things that you'd like to share with us uh, in terms of this topic that people need to understand?
1: Yeah. I will say that, like we spoke about it earlier, biases can only destroy people in the workplace and can only destroy a company. Either you have unconscious or conscious bias, I will tell everybody to try our best to learn about it, to be aware of it, and to try to seek for help and trainings that we can have. And I would say that workplace, it's also a place where we spend a lot of our time. Mm -hmm. There is many workers out there that probably spend 80% of their daytime at work and putting yourself into the shoes of a person experiencing unconscious bias or conscious bias, it's the best way to do it. Just think about it. Each coworker, each person in the workplace have to think about if it was me experiencing these biases. So that's my call to everybody. Get to learn the topic and get to be aware of it and make sure that it doesn't happen in your space. So that's what I would say.
0: Great. So as you recruit people, I been you, you might have a, a lot of amazing people skills. For new recruiters who want to get into the recruiting business or, or in the recruiting business and they want to learn from someone who had experience like yourself, what are some of the advice you would give them in terms of recruiting and, you know, in relationship to this topic as well?
1: Yeah, so I would say recruiting, being a recruiter means serving people. A recruiter is someone who serves. You are not going to be a recruiter because of money you are not going to be a good uh, recruiter because of a fame or because of any other reason if it's not serving people. So that's the first thing that I will say to start with. And then I would say that a recruiter is also a person who always watch other, um, after others, making sure that employees are being taken care of well, making sure that, I'm so sorry for that, so making sure that employees are being taken care of well and that you are being kind of the eye of the company, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would tell to any fresh recruiter to get to know the topic and making sure that you are there for your people and only for the
0: people. Nice. That's very, very, very amazing. One of the questions that I have in mind right now it's around looking into the future of the workplace. Uh, do you believe or do you see that we can reach a point of bias-free environment or a bias-free society uh, or a bias-free workplace environment?
1: I think it's possible. It's possible for us to reach that point if only each of us have the willingness of change, hmm. right? If only each of us can be willing to learn and to forgive and to move forward, and so that's what I would say. There is a space definitely in the workplace for um, to have that type of change. Yes, I'm positive for the future.
0: <laughs> I, I, I gotta ask this question: Why are <laughs> someone? <laughs> this question, I mean, I, of course we're talking about biases, but there is someone somewhere there is like, man, you got you gotta ask this question for all of us. Like, uh, what are some of the great quality of an employee? Or once you're looking for someone to take a specific position, what are some of the quality you're looking for beyond the resume and the qualification once you're interviewing them? So what are some of the quality you seek as a recruiter?
1: (laughs) Oh, I knew, I knew this (laughs) question was going to come. I know I knew, Glory. I was like, I, I, I know this question will come. Well, what I will say is, There is very some important quality when we look at candidates. And to me personally, the first thing first that I look in the candidates is an adaptability, right? Are you able to adapt into a situation? Because a candidate who comes with like a Microsoft, and I I don't want to speak on behalf of Microsoft because I'm not here for that. But because I love my company so much, I will just throw it out there. I'm actually supposed to talk about the growth mindset. So I use someone who is always willing to move a little bit and change things a little bit. That's first thing first that I look for a, uh, in the candidates. And I will tell you why. That is like my main top things that I look for. Because a candidate who has a growth mindset can be thrown into any type of situation they will be able to overcome because they are able to adapt into the step of the company that they find, the people that they find. They are able to speak and understand the language of the company and they also are able to share what they carry on in within them to bringing it out to others. Another thing that I look for into a candidate, that's something that I always, even with my relationship, it's authenticity, right? Are you authentic? Are you yourself? Are you coming as you are? Um, when I look like I interview people, I'm not looking for the most smartest person. I'm not looking for the most uh, experienced person, even though those are very amazing quality to have. Mm-hmm. But to me personally, when I do my interviews, I'm looking for a person who's authentic, who is bringing himself, who is coming as they are, and they are not ashamed of the person that they are. And um, another thing that definitely I look into a candidate, and those are like, you know, I'm ranking them as, I you know, I talk to candidates. The third thing will be their communication skill. Are you able to communicate? Are you able to understand what people telling you, but not just understand, but are you able to clearly speak what you have in your mind? Uh, because that also proves a great potential leader, right? The ability of speaking and the ability of understanding, right? That's also another quality that I look into a candidate. And I would say um the last but not least into a candidate, it's a person who always take, a person who knows how to not just stop in A, but they're always looking to go to B, C, D, right? They're always constantly trying to, have new ideas, new challenges, or new places. I always like to see that into a candidate as well. So, those are really my top uh, quality that I see into a candidate. And then, you know, those, there is some others that goes down, but the list goes on more longer.
0: More longer. Wow. That's, that, those are amazing tips. You know, people out there right now, I know some people are uh, seeking for work. So, I okay. think. Giving them a little tip where they could improve on. I think that, that that's something that's very valuable to people. Uh, adding on that, uh, would be like for, for the people who are listening right now who are looking for work. What tip would you give them in terms of building a great resume or, you know, knowing how to answer questions of interviews, doing interview? I think let's, let's at least help, help them with that. <laughs> because i i know that you know that a lot of people watch so you know they're like okay we get the first recruiter here glory come on do something for us (laughs) (laughs) yes
1: Mm. i'm i'm glad that we're touching on to uh, into those uh topic because it's very important especially Mm -hmm. for people are looking for jobs or for people are trying to change for career the first tips that I would say is that know how to sell yourself. <laughs> I cannot, you know, I cannot say that enough. There is so many people have a lot to bring in the table, but mm-hmm. they feel shy to talk about themselves. And when I'm saying knowing how to sell yourself, I'm not saying that to brag about yourself, right? There is a difference between overselling yourself <laughs> and just, you know, presenting yourself and being proud of the person that you are Mm -hmm. and so um, I would say it's very very important know how to tell your story know how to sell yourself and that goes above and behind just like when you have a one-on-one interview even in your resume I had so many I remember and this is just like kind of back when I was in my high school and I was looking for my first job and the job's supposed to be a marshal. And during that time, I didn't have no experience so ever into retail or into doing, you know, anything here in the U S. And I remember having my mentor who put my babysitting, like babysitting my sister for somehow I did not understand that mm-hmm. it changed into a retail experience. Wow. She was like, yeah, you did customer service. You help your sister on that and this. So it was such a small thing that she was able to translate it into the job requirement. Very, very important. Do not underestimate any of your experiences, even if you just Clean dishes. That's a work experience that you have. You know how to clean dishes, people. I <laughs> <laughs> cannot say that enough. At least you know you have a skill with you. Yes. I would say that's the first thing. Um, the second thing I would say when you are looking for jobs, when it comes down to your resume, know how to tell her your resume based on the job description. <laughs> Let me repeat that again. Know how to tell your resume based on the job description. Because what happens is, recruiters usually have a lot of candidates. They have a lot of job to fill, and sometimes they are looking for what we call the keywords. So if it's recruiting, they may be looking a keyword, recruiting, hiring, you know, maybe interviewing. Those are the keywords that recruiters are looking into a resume when they are reading it. So when you, for instance, if you want to apply for a recruiting job, look at that job, look at the job description. What are they asking for? What are the requirements? What makes a great candidate into that job description? And I would say bring that into your resume based on your work experience try to speak the language of the job post. That's very, very important, especially if you're applying online. If you're building your LinkedIn, that also can help you with your LinkedIn because that's how recruiter would be looking for candidates on LinkedIn. Very great tips. And then another thing that I would say when it comes down to interviewing, always come prepare. People, people. Always come prepared. As a recruiter, I will not say this enough that I feel so excited when I'm interviewing someone who is happy to interview with us, Who com- who is coming very ready to be successful in that space. So come prepare. if you interview is maybe in one week from now. Go to the website of the company. Understand their miss- mission statement. Understand the job requirement. Maybe do a little bit of research on the, their managing system, how they treat their employees. Come with questions because interviews, it's not just a recruiter or a company interviewing you, but it's also you interviewing that company. So come prepare as someone who is ready to date, right? You ask questions to understand if is this person is the person that I want to have a relationship with. So those are a few tips that I will give it to you guys. But I hopefully we can have another section where we can dive in into this type of topic. But this is the, the few tips that you can start with to be successful.
0: Yes, definitely. Uh, there is, uh, for those of you who are commenting on the Facebook uh, page, there's someone like, Hey, Glory, can I ask questions? Yes, you can ask. Uh, question: You can either call the number at the top of the screen uh, in this corner, I think that corner. You can call. It's four two five two two four 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 three seven. You can give us a call if you have a questions, or you can just drop the comment on uh, on the Facebook page, or you can send us a a comment. Yes, either way that works for you works for us. Yeah. That's, that was, that was a very, very, very good point there, Patrice. Thank you so much for outlining that very, uh, very precisely to really enable people, uh, to have that understanding that it's important to tailor raise your resume to the job description and you did a great job at, at supporting and helping people understand. So in terms of, uh, as we, as we, we're still developing in this topic of biases in the workplace, could we say that that's the way someone dressed for an interview could help them or not help them as well? So how should people dress for interviews? So to avoid <laughs> 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 you you put your biases man. <laughs> I, I'm I'm just I just wanna know if someone show up with a pyjama if they have a chance to get a job, you know? Yeah. You know, you know, as they say, dress up for success. So what would be, what would be some of the, the advice you give to, to, to people who, 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 you know, who don't want to fall into that and they want to make sure that they get, they get a, first, a, first, a first shot?
1: Yes, yes. Oh, boy. I think, um, and I want to be very careful by responding to this question because we are talking about biases. To me personally, um and this is my opinion, I think it shouldn't be, uh we shouldn't hire people based on how they dress. Okay. However, the reality is, because <laughs> I'm I know there's a lot of smart people out there that like, you just talk about biases. Why are you telling us again we have to wear a certain way? Okay. Uh, Like, in the real world, like, generally speaking, that's not the case, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You have to make sure that first impression is well. First impression is very, very important. The way you present yourself, unfortunately, that's how people will treat you or judge you. If you go to an interview and let's say you're wearing, you know, dress where everything is showing you you know you're not really coming out as a professional person then you might face a situation where the person interviewing you have a bias based on the way that you you dress up and here we go you lose the job so I would say highly recommend when you are going to the interview make sure that you present yourself well dress up well find you know, your good, nice suit that you have, uh, find the good dress that you have, make yourself presentable, uh, because that first impression is very, very important when you go to an interview.
0: Definitely. I mean, thank you for outlining that. That is very important <laughs> to really to really know how to to work on yourself before you show up. Uh, it's yeah. like the it's like the big moment of reveal. Everybody's excited. To have yeah. you there and just just show up, you know, in a in a in a way that people are excited to see you. I I almost say like if they invite you to a party, uh, you know it uh it the president will be there. Come on, you're not going to show up with a pajama, you know? Exactly. So.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you know something too. I want to add, like, just yes. bring up that point is that. You dress up, you prepare yourself based on the place that you are going and how important the, the people that you're going to see can be, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If I'm just going to bed, I know that I'm just going to bed. So I wear my pajamas, right? But if I'm going to see the president of the country, I most likely will put on into something that is very beautiful, right? So we'll just say that in each occasion, in each places that you go, you always want to make sure you prepare yourself based on the place that you're going to, how important it is? If you think that job interview is very important for you, well, you need to make sure that you present yourself as someone who values that job, if that makes sense. That makes first sense. It's very, very important.
0: We we have our first question here. Uh, it seems like the people are very excited here on, uh, on the Facebook <laughs> part of the thing. There is Elise Ilunga who is asking, "You say, uh, how do you uh, go about dealing with a situation where a supervisor has a bias against someone, knowing that bias are not easy to prove? Mm-hmm. So what do you do? That's, that is his, his question.
1: Yes, I think eh, Elise, that's very very good question, and we it's funny because we just had a training based on this. Um, I would say always check on the person who is experiencing. Is the, the mm-hmm. So do not just make an assumption because you might also make an assumption, feeling like it's a biased situation, but sometimes it's not. So you always want to check on that person and see, you know, are you feeling the way I am feeling? Mm -hmm. And then also respecting that person's space on knowing if, do you need help? Because there is something about helping someone and becoming their savior. Two different things. You can think I'm helping, but in that person's eyes, it's like, oh, so you think I'm not able to see the bias myself. So you want to come and jump in my place. So as an HR person, we have a lot of situations where a person was thinking they were helping, but actually they wasn't helping because the colleague that they thought they were in danger wasn't actually in danger. So always check on that person. If it's during the meeting, you can either slide them in notes if you have their text message maybe are you okay i just want to check on you you know is everything going right or even after work you know without being gossiping because there is also gossiping in the workplace that is very dangerous you do not want to come as a person who's gossiping but come as a person who want to make sure that your colleague is doing well and you are willing to help them so you know go after and ask them you know are you okay? How is things going on here? How are you feeling about the management? Is there anything that I can help? And if you know that it is proven that they are experiencing biases, then asking a question, are you willing to talk about it? Or would you like me to step in and help? If they tell you that they are not willing to talk about it or they don't want you to be stepping in to help, there is a thing called an anonymous reporting in the workplace. So you can report a situation without saying who you are. Okay. So that's a very good option. Mm -hmm. So knowing that your colleague, you comforted them, you spoke to them and you noticed that they were going into a situation where they're experiencing biases and you spoke to them, they don't want to talk. Because I know especially in our community, Congolese, we don't want to offend the higher people, right? Oh my God, I don't want to talk it. You yeah. know, that something can be a cultural reason. It can be maybe the way the person was raised or they're afraid of losing their job. You can step in and report that situation anonymous, anonymously without saying your name or without even people knowing that it was you.
0: Exactly. I think that's a very... Important point that you brought up there because I know people who even, you know, in my, uh, past work, like three years ago, we had a supervisor was harsh mm-hmm. and the person was afraid to go report. I was, yes. They were, they were afraid to lose. they just like, man, I, I'm afraid, bro. I don't want to lose my job. I'm trying to pay the bill. I'm trying to pay my car, you know, or I have a wife. I need to take care of my wife, man. You know, I don't want to okay. get into it. But mm-hmm. the anonymous reporting, letting people know what are their options. It's mm-hmm. very important. I didn't even know that thing existed until you said it. And I think yeah. that would help a lot of people there.
1: Yes, yes. Even when you're working, you know, it doesn't have to be in the bigger company. Even if you're working at the airport, even if you're working at, you know, Safeway, Dollar Tree, any job uh, for I, I believe they should have an option in HR to report without saying who you are or, you know, closing your information. So there is that option. Definitely.
0: Perfect. As we're reaching the end of our podcast, I mean, this, this was the most electric podcast. I just had to put it out there because I, I know it, uh, I can see the comments here. People are very excited there. Um, mm-hmm. Patrice, what are some of the closing thoughts that, that you'd like people to, to remember about the message of today? What are some of the things that you really or nailing on, like, hey, guys, you guys got to get this. You got to get this. What is that that thing, that message for us today?
1: Yes. I would love to tell anyone listening to us, whether you listen to us at work, you listen to us at home, whatever place you are, I will highly beg you to make sure that you are aware of biases. Biases are real, uh, real. They are true. They exist. And they are definitely harmful. And it can destroy something that people build for a long time, right? So definitely be aware of it. And then make sure that you are educating yourself on this topic, rather in the workplace, rather in life, rather in everything that you do. Make sure that you are educate you are aware of it and then you are educating yourself and always always make sure that you put yourself in the place of people who are experiencing that bias and i would say that knowledge is key (laughs) knowledge is power and with knowledge you can overcome anything there is definitely hope for the future But we definitely have to educate ourselves, highly educate ourselves into this topic and make sure that we are watching.
0: Exactly. (laughs) We are
1: making sure that it's not (laughs) happening where we are. Mm
0: -hmm. In your
1: workplace, do not allow bias to happen. In your home life, in everything that you do, definitely be that Asian person, be that voice. To not never allowing bias to have space. So that's what I would tell everybody listening to
0: us. Definitely. Uh, you know, I, I really love the advice. You know, don't let bias control the workplace. Be an agent yeah. of change. And that yeah. is the message. You know, I love our Patrice. Bless us with her knowledge, her expertise to share with all of us here in uh, the podcast how we could Surmount the biases and make an environment that work for everyone. I want to give Patrice an opportunity, uh, to, to let us know for the people who want to get in touch with her. I'm going to actually put up the screen up here, but I'm going to give her an opportunity to let us know how people could contact her if they have any questions or they'd like some, uh, some coaching or some advice or something. So Patrice, let us know here how can people do that
1: so there is multiple ways that you can be in touch with me um the first one i would say linkedin definitely and quickly i will talk about that y'all if you don't let me speak it this way if you don't have linkedin make sure you have a linkedin account as a recruiter please if you never heard about linkedin try to do research on it there is experts people that can help you build linkedin page it's very very important for your career development so quickly i would say you can reach me on linkedin uh glory just posted that linkedin page there you can send me a friend request time to time i do post jobs so if there is opening within my company Microsoft, I always post it, or if there is other tips that I can, you know, come across of, I do post it as well. And also, I do have an Instagram page, and that is a little bit more personal. By time to time, I do throw some advice or some inspirational stuff there, too. If you guys um, want, you can also follow me there. And then um, I think those are the two main ways that you can reach me out. But other than that, you know, you guys keep doing great.
0: <laughs> okay, Perfect. Uh, thank you so much, Patrice, for being here with us. And for those of you who want to get in touch with Patrice or you have some more questions for her, just send us the question. It's support at rankadvertiser.com or you can you know email us or you can call us or you can even just comment on the Facebook page and that would be very great. And for those of you who want to reach out to Patrice, go uh, at Patrice Bocacco on on LinkedIn. And you can uh, ask a friend, request her. And also for those of you who, uh, I'll just put it out there, for those of you who love training yourself, you can, you know, go <laughs> at com. There is some great uh, product for women out there uh, that, uh, that that really help you keep that beautiful and slim body. And yes. we, we'll talk about more <laughs> more more about it. And, and that is one of the, the idea that Patrice come up with as well, so to support women out there. And, you know, go ahead and check it out and, and you have my blessing there as well.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Patrice, thank you so much. Uh, I just have to say thank you because this is, this has been an amazing, an amazing podcast. I learned a lot as well. And it's always great to, to have you here.
1: Thank you so much, Glory, and have a blessed one. Thank Thank you. you. Yeah, bye-bye.